know, though, how great Dave Aranda is. Uh, my alma mater, uh, we, all, we already lost uh, Matt Rule, and that happened in a hurry after about three years. Could, could we maybe keep Dave Aranda for just at least one more season? Would that be okay with you? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I feel like when you do what he did, his team did to Oklahoma last weekend in such a showcase game, I mean, the secret is definitely out. Um, I think there's two two things that are worth pointing out. Like, one is he's got a really good situation there. I mean, he's on track to probably have the third 10-win season by different coaches in Baylor in the last few years. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Um, the other part of it, I think, is – you have an AD there who clearly knows what he's doing. I mean, Mac Rhodes' eye for finding and, and making the right hire and, and not just identifying the guy, but able to, to put them in a position to, to get the job um, is about as good as anybody right now. And so I think that track record goes well. And we'll see how this is going to play out because, as we reported, he has gotten a lot of interest now. Mm-hmm. USC is very interested in him. And from what I was told last night, Washington is very interested in him. That doesn't mean he's going to leave. Yeah. Um, it just, and also, you know, as we reported in the story about USC uh, a day or so ago, um, it's not like he doesn't have a buyout. He has a sizable buyout. He's only in year two of it. And obviously, Baylor tried to protect themselves because Matt Rule left the NFL. And so I think they were mindful of that. And, so we're going to see how this is going to play out, but I think it's it's a good situation to have when people want your coach. That means you've got it going. You know, you're right, though, to say he needs the right fit. He is a very reserved person. You've been in with him 101. He's extremely thoughtful. His news conferences, honestly, are maybe the best in the country. I'm a little biased, but I'm just saying he gives you more, but he delivers it in such a sort of a monotone. I think when he first arrived, people were like, whoa. You went from rule, very gregarious, very outgoing, to Aranda, and he's different. So it has to be, and I think you said it right in the story, he has that understanding. Sometimes coaches can get themselves in trouble just based on ego and money, and they, and they kind of they get out over their skis. I don't think Aranda's really built like that, to be like, okay, who's going to pay me the most? I, I, I don't sense that he's wired like that, although, Bruce, you bring up the USC connections. It's, it's close to where he went to college. It's close to where he grew up. His brother's from the area. So USC does have some built-in things there. It does. Look, I, I appreciate that on, on the story. Um, being around him a decent amount over the years, he's very genuine, and he's sincere, and you're right. I mean, he is a, he's a fantastic interview because he's thoughtful, he's analytical, and he's such a deep thinker. It's probably a lot of reasons why he's a really good coach. And I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if he stayed there because, quite honestly, he knows he's got a good situation. He also knows that he's been a really good coach for a while, and he's been a hot commodity for a while. These are the guys that gave him a big opportunity. You know, does, how much does that play into him? I think from a standpoint of – USC. He didn't obviously go to USC. He went to Cal Lutheran. But as you mentioned, his brother's a high school basketball coach in Southern California. It's a really good job with a lot of potential. I don't think USC is necessarily looking for Pete Carroll personality. They want to team is going to the team is going to play hard. And obviously, that's what we've seen with with Dave there. They play very hard. It's a very well coached team. 
their attention to detail is really good. And, you know, I, I think all those things are positives. I don't think it's like, like sometimes when you do a story like this, you're not saying he's going to leave. He's definitely not pushing, you know, like campaigning for the job. Um, it's more a case of this is USC's interest. USC has, has been looking at a lot of guys, and this is one that makes a lot of sense because they know um, there's a lot of substance there. How do you look at the the difference between, like, the Washington job? Baylor's got great facilities. They obviously will pay plenty of money. Um, but Washington, I, I go back and forth on this because Washington at times has been viewed as a, um, a great coaching job. And yet, I remember Sark being there, what, two years, then he moved on to USC. Uh, Peterson then turned it into somewhat of a juggernaut. When you, I know it's not apples to apples, but if you're sitting there looking at Baylor or Washington and you've covered both of these programs and all of these programs, like, is that close? Do you still feel like Washington could maybe do more for him? What, what, is, the, what is the better job in, in your estimation? You know, I really think it's like vanilla or chocolate ice cream. You know, like, what do you like? I mean, it's interesting is like both have really terrific stadiums one's much newer than the other but it's a really cool atmosphere you know the huskies have uh it's a great city they're in they do have really good history um you know baylor has really good facilities now they you know i think what pat what what matt rule did there was uh you know an amazing job of uplifting and bringing that program back and did it the right way and and I think one of the big things that Baylor has, quite honestly, is they have one of the five probably best ADs in the country. You know, like that, that I think for smart head coaches, that's got to matter a lot because you have a good leader, you have a guy with a vision. Um, like that stuff's not accidental how that happens. Somebody doesn't luck into a bunch of good coaching hires, right? So. Um, I think that is a that is the most underrated aspect of what Baylor has. I mean, like right now, obviously the Big Twelve is going to be different with Texas and OU leaving. I mean, you could say they have an easier path to the playoff, but you could also say the next TV deal is going to be impacted. Um, there may not be as much money, but where, where are we talking about with the Pac-12? We're not talking about the Big Ten. We're not talking about the SEC. So it's. I don't like it's an apples and oranges cat kind of discussion. I feel like we're we're probably having. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very interesting, especially when you include Texas and OU leaving. And by the way, talking to Bruce Feldman from the Athletic does such a nice job, uh, and uh, you've seen him on TV on Fox. Um, Lincoln Riley, you had a tweet about an hour ago, saying just in your mind, nothing doing there. Like, it has been brought up in some circles, hey, there's something not quite right at Oklahoma. Maybe he would be open to LSU uh, or, or at least hear them out. Um, but, but it sounds like from, from reading your tweet, you, you just don't really see any real smoke associated with Lincoln Riley to LSU. Yeah, from, from my understanding, Matt, um, I do not believe he is going to – he's not going to go to – LSU. So you know whether it comes down to look, you're at the Oklahoma, you're the Oklahoma Sooners head coach. You're going to be playing in the SEC before too long anyway. It's going to be a few years away, but it's, you're still going to be in there. Um, 
I think here's what he knows his situation really well. Joe Stigley owns an AD there. I mean, he's the guy that most people think is the gold standard of ADs. And that situation, he's got a young family that has really got settled there. His kids have basically been raised there in Norman, Oklahoma. He's gotten them into a playoff. He's, you know, he's done really well. He's won conference championships. On the LSU side, yes, the last three coaches have won national titles there. They also just fired a guy who won a national title less than two years ago. And by the way, that guy beat Lincoln Riley's team by almost 40 points in a playoff game. So, like, you go, and I'm not saying this is Lincoln Riley's rationale. I'm talking about, like, the people going, oh, LSU's so much of a better situation than Oklahoma is. Oklahoma's a really good situation. And at LSU, if you go in there and you don't make the playoff, maybe, you know, the first three times, they may fire you. You may walk out with a lot of money, but, you know, like, they're not going to be that patient because look what just happened. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Now, are you going to have to uh, the the book you wrote, uh, flip the script uh, uh, about uh, uh, with Ed Orgeron? Or are you going to have to uh, update that book? <laughs> Will you go back in? What uh, what's what's the uh, what's the latest on that? I bet that by the way sold like crazy. I can I, I can just imagine those LSU people. But uh, to your point, boy, things change in a hurry, don't they? They did. I mean, in regard to that, like the book was about um, as much his his life path because this was a guy who's been sober now over 20 years. And so it was like kind of like pulling himself off the ground after he lost everything. So it was a really, you know, it's his story about that. And then to think about not only does he have, you know, second and third chances to get himself cleaned up and straightened up, but then he gets the to be the head coach at his dream school and lead them to a national title. I mean, that was, that never kind of thing happens. So the idea of, wow, it lasts, you know, like the glow lasted less than two years and really part of it was like so impacted by being in a pandemic. Um, it's a, you know, it was, it's, it was a crazy ride up and it was a crazy, it was a crazy uh, ending at LSU the way it, the way it unfolded too. Yeah, it absolutely was. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens there. I know you'll be all over it. And then when you're on that campus, stop by and see our old friend, Kim Mulkey. Okay, Bruce, I think you would enjoy spending a little time with Kim. She's, uh, she's a lot of fun, and, uh, and it's, uh, a lot of us can't, <laughs> we can't believe she's gone. So you can uh, visit with her one of these days. All right. Well, it's always great talking to you, Matt. I yeah, yeah, Bruce, thanks. I uh, really appreciate it. Bruce Feldman joining us from uh, The Athletic.